It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun. Back to pass. Climbs the pocket. Eyes downfield. Fires a strike to Devontae at the 25. Breaks away 20. 15, 10, 5. Dives. Touchdown, Raiders. And now. Here's JT the Brick. Yes, we're back. Second hour of the show. I know we got new people. Some people can't listen to the first hour. They're at lunch or they're doing something for work. They get out now. They're picking up the kids from school, whatever it is. I always thank you for coming back here on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio. We're brought to you by the M Resort Spa and Casino. Head to the M for the Raiders Tavern and Grill. They have concerts, UFC viewing parties. It's the official resort hotel of the Raiders. They do a lot of their business there. The players stay there. The alumni stay there. Head on out to the M Resort. Tell them JT sent you as we pick up our number two here. We're really just talking about Brady's retirement today. I think that's much more important than a backup cornerback at the Senior Bowl who will never play for the Raiders. That's not my deal. I don't, I don't like that type of radio much. Or, you know, I don't talk a lot about the Mountain West when it's Raiders season or Super Bowl season. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I talk Golden Knights and Raiders. And national news. And the Raiders are national news today. A lot of people are talking about them because Tom Brady's not an option. How big of an option was Tom Brady to the Raiders? We might never know. We might never know. Now, there's a chance I could know. I could tell Dave Ziegler and ask him in private in a hallway, how close were you? Well, I'm probably not going to do that. That's none of my business to ask a general manager a personal question about a player. It's none of my business. And I'm not going to say it on the radio if he tells me it off the record. So I'm not, going to, I'm not bothering that. If, if Dave sits down with someone on some podcast and tells, hey, you know, we were interested, we weren't close, we'll play the sound for you here. I don't know how close they were, but I thought it would have been a pretty good move. It made a lot of sense to me in the short term. I think it would have been great for Vegas. It would have worked in Vegas. I don't think it would have worked in Nashville. Brady would kind of work everywhere. Look how it worked in Tampa Bay. Worked pretty good there. But Tom Brady wasn't going to the Jets. He wasn't going to the Chargers. Just a bunch of teams. He could have went to the Las Vegas Raiders. That chapter is closed. So what I want to ask from you today in the final hour of the show is how happy are you that that chapter is closed? Because there are a lot of Raider aggressive fans on social media who are really pounding their chest like they got something right, like they were right. You weren't right. It never got to the point where you were right or wrong or I was right or wrong. He never came here. He retired. So we don't know if he was washed, if he had a Super Bowl year left. If he would have been great for Vegas, if he would have gotten hurt, we don't know that. But, man, there are a lot of people and football fans and mostly Raider fans. This is a block of Raider radio I do. And Raider fans are kind of telling me on social media, I was right. He's washed up. He's done. No, no, you're not right. He's not washed up. He decided to retire after seven Super Bowls. Can you believe that there are men, mostly men, not women. Women got better things to do. Mostly men sitting around who never played football and telling Tom Brady that he underachieved or telling Tom Brady he's washed up. What type of person do you have to be when you get on your phone and go to Twitter and say Tom Brady sucks, Tom Brady's trash, Tom Brady doesn't have anything left, ha, 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 Mighty's not going to the Raiders, and then press send. Really? You want to do that to Tom Brady? He's the GOAT. Would you do that about Michael Jordan when he played with the Wizards? There was no such thing as social media when Michael Jordan played with the Wizards. How do you think Michael Jordan would have been felt or would have felt if he, when he went to the Wizards and everybody had Twitter? 
Back then, there was no Twitter. It was Sports Center, and it was what? There was no way of communicating to Michael Jordan and hitting him in the DMs. LeBron and Kevin Durant fight back in their DMs and fight back on social media at the trolls. Tom Brady was getting a lot of heat over the last couple of days from Raider fans who didn't think it was a good fit. I love those Raider fans. It might not have been a perfect fit. I think it would have been a great fit or a good fit. It wouldn't have been perfect. Nothing's perfect, especially with a quarterback. Quarterbacks can get hurt all the time. Look at the young quarterbacks that got hurt. You know what I find crazy about this? Brock Purdy, who no one ever heard of, won like seven games in a row, couldn't lose. He couldn't finish a football game. He, he didn't have any nerves. He had no nerves in his throwing hand because of his elbow. He got hurt. He's a lot younger than Tom Brady. He's in diapers. Tom Brady's 45. Maybe the greatest running quarterback I've ever seen, even better than Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson. He didn't finish the season. Why? He got hurt. Tom Brady doesn't get hurt. He got hurt once in his career in New England. Some guy fell into his knee. He's been healthy the whole time. People are acting like he was going to get hurt as a Raider. What are you talking about? Lamar Jackson's hurt. Brock Purdy's hurt. And you're acting like this guy's going to get hurt. The guy's fine. The ball comes out in 2.2 seconds. Guy rarely gets touched. But that ship has sailed. The Brady ship has sailed to Lake Mead. Going around Lake Mead as we're trying. We're getting some water back in Lake Mead. Do you know that? We are getting some water back. The snowpack, there's a lot of snow. So with the Lake Mead, the bathtub rings are starting to come up just a little bit. Just a little bit, and the Brady ship has sailed to Lake Mead, and we will never see him again. But, man, we're losing out on two, two or three weeks of rumors that Brady could have bought a house here or maybe bought a house in the Summit next to Mark Wahlberg. You've seen the Summit yet? It's by my house. I don't live in a neighborhood like that. Believe me, I'd love to. The Summit. Right? That Tom Brady plays golf up there with Mark Wahlberg. Maybe he would have lived there. Tom Brady would have been, his figure would have been on the side of the MGM Grand. Remember they used to have Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather would be on the side of the MGM Grand. Tom Brady might have had a deal with Caesars and the MGM. He would have had his Raider helmet and his number 12 on the side of the MGM. All of that is gone. He announced his retirement today. If you weren't up early, I was when this went down. Here's Tom Brady earlier today on social media. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors, uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. That's really good. That's emotional. And it was very raw. It was just him on a cell phone by himself. Right? It wasn't produced. It wasn't mass produced by TB12. It wasn't something where he went into a studio. And he was able to do that. How did that affect you as a football fan? Enough of this Raiders talk. It's not, it's not a Raider question. He's not playing for the Raiders. How does this affect you as a football fan? Just a fan. We got a lot of fans around the country who are listening. Uh, do you want to wish Tom Brady well? Do you consider him the greatest of all time? Which I think you do. What do you think his legacy will be? And here's another fun one for you. Who possibly can catch him? I think Mahomes is the only one who can catch him, potentially. Trevor Lawrence is not going to catch him, everybody. Okay, let me get to that. Uh, uh, Jared Stidham isn't going to catch Tom Brady. Who can catch Tom Brady other than Mahomes? 
I don't think anybody. I don't know how you do it. You got to play to 45 or 39 or 40. You got to play at a high level. You got to play for a great owner, a good organization. You got to have good GMs. It's really tough to do what Brady was able to do. And a lot of people are talking about that topic today. I'd like to hear from you. 702-365-9200, 23-year NFL career. I'll have some of the stats coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, The other big topic for Raider fans today, and it happened yesterday at the end of the show, Sean Payton goes to Denver. Sean Payton is a hell of a coach. I think everybody says that. Every Raider fan that I'll talk to two weeks ago would say Sean Payton's a great coach. I mean, now he goes to Denver, and some fans hate him, and that's good. You, You should be rooting against Denver and Sean Payton here on out. We all will. But how quickly can he turn around that franchise? Vic Fangio couldn't beat the Raiders. Nathaniel Hackett couldn't beat the Raiders. I go into the last couple of seasons, even with Russell Wilson, I got it right, and I guessed everybody. Other people got it wrong because they had to have a list or a prediction. I guessed that Denver would make the playoffs because they gave up a lot to get Russell Wilson. They didn't get Russell Wilson. They gave up a bunch of draft picks and several players to go get him. I thought they'd take a little bit of a step back, but I never thought that Russell Wilson would play so poorly. Now, quickly, they're going to have to correct it in the offseason, and all indications are that he will be corrected in the offseason because of the coach, Sean Payton, and just the work ethic of Russell Wilson, just the work ethic overall. So when the Raider fans out there got the news yesterday that Sean Payton's going to be the new head coach, here's what I would say in general. I hope the Raiders sweep Denver. I would assume now we don't look at Denver as a sweep anymore. We, we all look at the Raiders as splitting with Denver because of Sean Payton. I think the Raiders can sweep the Chargers. I really do. Justin Herbert, I think, is great, not good, but I think the Raiders can beat them back-to-back games if they got the ball last and they score. But a lot of people in L.A. think that they're going to sweep the Raiders going forward. And then it brings us to Kansas City, which as of today gives me no indication that the Raiders can beat Kansas City once, let alone twice, until I see a new roster development in the offseason via the draft and free agency. Because we were getting there. We were getting there trying to turn this organization around to beat Kansas City. And then Kansas City said, okay, we see you. We see you're getting better. And now we're going to crush you again. So the Raiders got to get back to beating Kansas City, and that's going to be tough. And they're not going to do it with a rookie quarterback. A rookie quarterback coming in here is not going to beat Patrick Mahomes anytime soon. Hopefully a rookie quarterback gets developed over six games a year that he could be the next Patrick Mahomes athletically and maybe put up a fight. So that leads me to the big thing that I wanted to talk about now the rest of the show. Where do you go from Tom Brady? Who do you go to next? Because that's what I've been struggling with today. I was all in on the Tom Brady basket. I was all in on the Tom Brady boat. If you ask me and people did, who would I think the Raiders are going to get? I'd say Tom Brady. That to me would have been my happiest fit. That's gone. I don't have an answer for you. I didn't come in prepared today. I woke up early this morning. I didn't think that Brady was going to be out of this conversation. So now i got to figure out between Stidham and Jimmy G and Aaron Rodgers, who would be great, but as Vinny talked about the cap and how much he's going to cost, even though the Raiders can financially do it, it would, it would slow the Raiders down on building up the defense. I don't know. I might need your help on this one. I might be throwing you a JT lifeline to throw back to me. So Brady's out of the picture. Who's your next guy? Who do you go to next? And I think people should be able to have that opinion pretty quickly here. I mean, I know, we, we know all the answers. It's Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Stidham. It's C.J. Stroud. It's a rookie quarterback. Or it's someone else that's out there, such as Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, 
or another player, and I'll say it again, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> you think that's crazy. It's not crazy. So there's a lot of other people out there. Who do you think, where do you put your focus on? And if you didn't have your focus on Brady, were you right to not have your focus on Brady? Do you feel vindicated today in the Raider Nation that you got it right, that Brady was going to retire? I haven't gotten one phone call today from anybody who said, JT, I told you two weeks ago Brady was going to retire. Stop talking about this. I didn't get one. Did not get one call. Everybody either called me saying, Brady's washed, Brady's done, I don't like the fit, I love Brady, let's get Brady in here for a short-term gap, let's get Brady and then draft the young quarterback so Brady can mentor them. I didn't believe that. I thought you bring in Brady, you let Jared Stidham back him up. Brady gets hurt, you put in Jared Stidham. It's a hell of a backup quarterback. But that ship has sailed. And the Sean Payton topic is a big one for me. Uh, Most of next week, we'll get into the Super Bowl conversation of what's going to happen there. Uh, The moving line, as we're talking to gamblers so far this week, is very interesting. A lot of people aren't betting it. I talked to a sports book director this morning. He says there's light action on the Super Bowl. Normally, there'd be heavy action on the Super Bowl if the line wasn't right. You know, if the line opened up, it opened up a pick and now the Westgate has Philadelphia minus one and a half, which sounds about right to me. I think Philadelphia is the better team. They're the favorite. Well, they could be a one, one and a half to two-point favorite. If it gets to two and a half or three... I think some sharp money will come in on Kansas City and pound it back to one, one and a half. This is what I predicted the whole time. The total on the game opened up at 50, and now the Westgate has it at 50 and a half. I like the over in this game right at this number. If it gets to 53, 54, I would say under or pass on it. But 50, you don't think Mahomes is going to put up 25-plus points? You don't think that Jalen Hurts and Philly's going to put up 25-plus points? One of these teams aren't going to score 30? Now, both of the defenses are stout and pretty good, but the offenses are better. Philadelphia's offense is loaded. Oh, my God, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts outside the pocket, and we know Kansas City as good as anybody here out west with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and all the weapons they have. So I like that over the number as it's slightly moved from 50 to 50 and a half. Caesars Palace has it at 51. I wouldn't be surprised if that number got to 52, 52 and a half there. If you're betting the Super Bowl, I would wait till next week because I think more and more people are going to want to know what's going to happen. What's going to happen big next week with the status of Patrick Mahomes' high ankle sprain? Is it going to be better? Of course it's going to be better. Patrick Mahomes is getting treatment all day long. He's getting treatment, so I don't think it's going to be at 100%, but it looked pretty good against Joe Burrow. And yesterday, if you weren't able to get in, the hot topic yesterday that got blown up today, but I'll take your calls on this, is Derek Carr being named to the Pro Bowl, as I believe he is a 7th or 8th alternate. So he's 7th or 8th. And I did have someone call me off the record that said, I wouldn't accept that Pro Bowl. I said, ooh, ooh, I don't know if I'd go there. Uh, there's always money involved. There's always money involved in the Pro Bowl. So when it comes to the Pro Bowl, I'm not getting in front of Derek Carr's money. I'm not going to get in front of Derek Carr's money. It's the Pro Bowl. If he gets another 50 grand or 100 grand, I'm not going to get in front of his money here. But, you know, if I got the invitation, you know, in sports radio, we have this one stupid award. I've came up on my Facebook memories. I was the ninth greatest national host like seven years ago, or I was the 12th and this and that. I wouldn't use it as toilet paper. I wouldn't use it. It's toilet paper. I don't care if someone thinks I'm the 7th or the 8th or the 1st or the 25th. Some people care about that. Some people like plaques. 
Some people like things they can frame that says you're the best. You're second best, but you might be third best. I could give a crap about all that. But these guys want to be pro bowlers. You know why? As the great philosopher Randy Moss once said, straight cash homie. There's some type of payout going to the pro bowl. Either it's in your contract, in your bonus structure, or at a minimum, you get a free trip. You get a free trip. You get to go to Vegas or get, get, get to go to Honolulu. AFL Godfather earlier today tweeted out a picture of Tim Brown, Steve Wisniewski. It was a beautiful. Let me find it here quickly on my Twitter. I retweeted it at JT the Brick. Yeah, here it is. Uh, February 1st, 1998. Pro Bowlers Tim Brown, Steve Wisniewski, and Chester McLaughlin at the Pro Bowl. Wow. And I retweeted it when the Pro Bowl was the Pro Bowl. So for Derek Carr, who we wish well, Derek Carr, in my estimations, is the seventh or eighth player on the food chain of quarterback, which makes this the fourth to fifth alternate. And he could get hurt, and the Raiders, as Vinny wrote a cover story, he could get hurt, and the Raiders could be on the contract for that? Woo! I mean, I'd only let Derek Carr play ping pong, man. I wouldn't even have him out there for dodgeball. I wouldn't even let Derek swing a golf club out there for the long drive, which I think he could win. So the Pro Bowl, if you have a new opinion on that and how they've taken that game, and they've made it a fun little event, but they destroyed the culture of football players playing for an honor. Now it's an honor to be an all-pro or a first or second team Pro Bowler. You're either a Pro Bowler a, a real pro bowl or a backup, an alternate. But once you get to the fifth, sixth, seventh, and everybody bails to play golf or doesn't want to play in the game, you can't start counting those pro bowls on your resume when you're the sixth alternate. This is a joke what they're doing here. Hot topic I thought that was worth bringing up from yesterday. Angel in Arizona, where I'll be driving to Arizona on Monday. Yes, I'm going to drive out to Phoenix and Scottsdale. How are you, Angel? How's the weather going to be out there? It's pretty good right now. It's uh, 65 degrees, so we're, we're having good before it gets so hot, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, I just had a, a – um, I wanted to say, this is what I think the Cardinals should do um, for for their quarterback situation. Either if we don't go in for Aaron Rodgers, I think we should trade up with Arizona because I know Arizona's going to mm. need picks because with Murray being hurt, and all that, and I know their new general manager has like some ties with Ziggler and stuff from New England and the Titans. And I think we can trade with them and move up to number three and get CJ Stroud. I really like CJ Stroud. I think mm-hmm. if he's not there, then we go the Aaron Rodgers route. If not, still because Brady's out of the question now. So I, that's what I think. So you would trade? I, I like that in a way. So you would trade with Arizona? But in order to trade up there, you're going to have to give up a first-round pick. So that's the problem is you've you know, you got to give up a lot. We just gave up a first and second for Devontae. So you, you want to give up draft equity just to get C.J. Stroud. That's your guy. Yes, because he's young, and um, Aaron Rodgers is going to cost you almost the same thing, except more money and stuff. So that's why I'm like iffy on Aaron Rodgers, but I know Devontae Adams would love Aaron Rodgers back. So either way, now that Brady is out of the question. All right, thank you. That's what I asked for. I appreciate you calling in on that. Thank you for that. 702-365-9200. Yeah, that's what we want to hear. I'm going to get more into Brady here because it's an important moment. It really is an important moment as we say goodbye to Tom Brady, and I'm just joking. We never had Tom Brady. 
Come on, man. I'm trying to lighten it up here. I don't have a clapper. I don't have a guest host who claps for me. I, I want to say that again. I'm looking at the scenario. I wanted Brady. I'm not hiding from that. I could have took the day off today. I wanted Brady. I thought it would have been cool, but it would have been cool for me and you. We would have been drinking in the black hole in the J-Lot. Uh, guys would have been fired up. Hey, man, we're going inside. Tom Brady's coming out, man. You ready for this? would have been interesting. I'm not saying it would have worked. It wasn't perfect, but I guarantee if Tom Brady was the quarterback for the Raiders, I guarantee the Raiders would have made the playoffs. How about that? I'll live, I'll live and die on that hill because we'll never know the answer. And I can put my name on it. If Tom Brady was the quarterback in Vegas, the Vegas Raiders would have been in the playoffs because that's responsible and accurate sports, sports broadcasting. The guy just wins. He just wins. He's the greatest winner of all time. But I'm not crushed. I'm not crushed. Like when my girlfriend broke up with me my senior year of high school. Best thing that ever happened to me before I went to college and I didn't have a college girlfriend going in. I'm not crushed today. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. We're back on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Appreciate everybody listening on the Raiders mobile app by this time next week. Hugh and I and our team will be broadcasting live from Radio Row at the Phoenix Downtown Convention Center where I've been for Super Bowls in the past in that market, really looking forward to getting to that trip. So we're, we're talking about Tom Brady today, and I'm always appreciative when we get a free show. You know, I like to prep, as you know. I like to be on the radio. I was on the radio last night, on the radio here again. I like to say prepped up. Always like to stay in. When you take a two-week vacation, which is rare in this business, or you're gone for a week, you come back, hey, what did I miss? On a national level or a local level, Brady is one of those storylines that dominates sports for multiple days. Now, this would have been a great story during Super Bowl week, and I have a feeling that Brady, for whatever reason, announced this before the Super Bowl week because he would have dominated Radio Row. He would have dominated sports, and that would have took away from the Super Bowl. Yes, if he did this on Monday or Tuesday of next week, the world would have stopped at the Super Bowl and there'd be no Andy Reid talk, no Kelsey Brothers talk, nothing on Jalen Hurts. It would have been all Tom Brady. Now, the conspiracy theorists are saying also that Brady's prepping hard over the next couple of days to get ready to be on the Fox broadcast, not to be on the analyst position in the booth, of course, but to maybe be on the pregame show. They brought Gronk on the pregame show the last couple of weeks. I don't think anybody was impressed with that. I don't think anybody's blown away with Gronk as a broadcaster, as a character. Gronk is fun. He's great as a character. If you're at the old Hard Rock Pool in rehab where I saw him once go crazy or he's out doing something, he's fun. He's fun on the field, but he's not a broadcaster and he's not going to be doing this at a high end. But Tom Brady's got a lot of work to do if he's going to get on this broadcast for the Super Bowl because it's our largest broadcast in America every year. It's the Super Bowl, and you just can't go in there not being prepped up. So that's one of the sides of the story. And as I mentioned in the first hour, I got up this morning for no apparent reason early. A lot of mornings I get up before the stock market. I'm a former stockbroker. I like to watch the open of the market. But I got up at like 4.30 this morning for no reason at all. 
one of those things. And was I thinking about something, overthinking? I don't know. But I got up in the morning and I went downstairs to my family room and I turned the TV on and I caught this as soon as it happened. Ten minutes after it was on Fox News, CNN, uh, it was on all. It was trending all over the place on Twitter. So I was happy to be up when I sent out the tweet that time for another quarterback. And as I said this again with the Raiders, Tom Brady would have been a great fit, in my opinion, short-term bridge for whatever they want to do. I think anybody is nuts if they didn't think he'd be a great fit for the Raiders. Maybe not a perfect fit for you because of his age and all of that, but if Brady came to Vegas and played a season or did two seasons here, the Raiders would have went to the playoffs, I think, two years in a row, at least one, and had a shot at a Super Bowl. And I hope that they have a shot at the Super Bowl this year because they get Aaron Rodgers or Jarrett Stidham remains the starter and they go in and they get a bridge rookie quarterback. They move up to the first pick, whatever they do. We got a while to talk about that. Derek Carr will no longer be the quarterback. And that opens up the door now for us to close Brady and talk about Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor put out a tweet today about the cap hit and what it would take to get Brady in here and how much $60 million that the Raiders would have to have under the cap to get Aaron Rodgers. And that's doable with releasing Derek Carr's contract. If Derek Carr, you know, Derek Carr's money is going to go away at $40 million. So that keeps you in the ballpark and the ability to trade a player and all that. But to sum this up with Brady, I've never been a fan of Brady, a fan boy of Brady. Give me a break. I was in the Super Bowls, both of them where he got beat by Eli Manning. I was on the broadcast post-game and pre-game during the tuck rule. Anybody who's listened to me for 10 minutes or 20 years knows that I'm not a big fan of Tom Brady, but I'm a fan of what he's accomplished, and I'm a fan of what he can do, and he's a winner. And you like to get winners, even if they're aging winners here. I know there's a lot of Raider fans that didn't want him, and we've talked about that the last couple of weeks, and now we get a chance to officially here in the last hour of the show close that chapter on what could have been. If it would have happened... I think it would have been great if it doesn't happen, which it's not going to happen. It's still a miracle. He can change his mind, but it doesn't look like it. As you've heard the announcement from Brady today, then it's just like anything in sports radio. We move on right or wrong. And everybody was wrong on this who thought that Brady was going to come back and play football. Everyone much higher up the food chain than I am who have been debating this every day from Stephen A. to Adam Schefter to Ian Rappaport to everybody who's talking about it uh, yesterday in the Bay Area. Could he be the quarterback of the 49ers? All and everyone in the media in Miami has been talking about this nonstop since he was eliminated in the playoffs. So this has been going around a massive news cycle. The debate shows, all the debate shows talking about Brady. And a lot of those shows and a lot of analysts had Brady coming to Vegas or Vegas in the top two or three. So now that chapter not only closes here in Las Vegas, it closes in Miami, and it closes in San Francisco, and it closes officially in Tampa Bay. Uh, That was one of the things when Brady made his retirement, when he was finished with his last game, when he lost in the playoffs, and they lost to Dak, and he went to the press conference and said goodbye. Everybody figured he was done in Tampa, but there was a chance if he was convinced to come back, Tampa could be a choice because it's close to his family in South Florida. So for the last couple of weeks, we've talked about Tom Brady. I have no regrets. I thought we did a hell of a job talking about this, interviewing people. Everybody has been interviewed. Every show on this channel has been talking about Tom Brady. And I thought Tom Brady was a realistic choice for the Raiders only due to the connection with Josh McDaniels. So next week and the week after that and maybe even before that, we'll have some clarity on the situation where Tom Brady, uh, where the next quarterback, excuse me, comes to the Raiders 
via free agency or the draft, or maybe Josh McDaniels has a press conference and says Stidham is my number one and we're going to go all balls out on defense. All of these are options that we're all going to talk about. But we don't have to be angry about it. We don't have to yell on Twitter. We don't have to scream. Oh, Brady would have been a disaster. I mean, there's so many knuckleheads that literally said, forget about what you would have to go get or give up. You wouldn't have had to give up anything to get Brady, and he probably would have took a discount to be here. But the amount of people who thought he was washed up or done is fascinating to me because if you watch football this year and you saw his stats and his completion percentage and his touchdowns and his yardage and all that, he was far from washed. He's going out. He's going out at this time. He could have played another two or three years easy, easy. And I think one of them or two of them at a very high level. But that door is shut, and it is shut for good here in Las Vegas. And we'll dive into what's going to happen coming forward. Uh, Looking on my Twitter timeline again, as I'm looking at it now at JT the Brick, everybody's all over the place. Everybody is looking for clarity, and that's part of what we do. We try to guide you in a direction, either what we think is going to happen, what we know is going to happen if we get that information that's called breaking news, or just have a conversation which is what I get paid to do every day is have a conversation. Uh, Notice I've been speaking for eight minutes and I haven't paused and taken a breath and talking to a co-host or a third co-host or a fourth guy in the background who's interrupting me. This is all me. This is all off the top of my head. No script, no teleprompter, no notes. It's just what I think. And I think Tom Brady would have been good for this town on a lot of ways, just like I think F1's going to be great for this town, just like I think a kickoff classic's going to be great for this town, the Super Bowl is going to be great for this town. Good things happen, and this chapter is now closed on the Raiders quarterback hunt for a familiar face for Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. Again, as I said earlier in the show, as we wrap up Brady's career, pretty astonishing what he was able to do. Now, Mahomes is the only one now who, who is playing that has any chance to do anything similar to Brady, I think. Not Joe Burrow. He plays for a terrible owner in Mike Brown. They're not going anywhere long term. They're going to win one if they do because the ownership's a mess there. But when it came to Tom Brady and Robert Kraft, they were very successful. And Tom Brady's career, he won 251 games as a starting quarterback. 89,214 with passing yards. 649 passing touchdowns. 18 division titles. How would you like that? 18 division titles. Now, a lot of those titles, all of them were well-deserved, but many of those titles were in, un- I think, in an uncompetitive division when Buffalo was terrible, the Dolphins were terrible, and the Jets have always been terrible. So 18 of those, you know, probably 15 of those were automatic. Uh, three of them he had to fight for. Oldest player to win the MVP in the league at the age of 40. He won uh, seven Super Bowls, as we all know, 10 Super Bowl appearances, five Super Bowl MVPs. That'll never be touched. That'll never be touched at all. Now, if Mahomes wins the Super Bowl here coming up, you could have two Super Bowls for him and two Super Bowl MVPs. He's got 35 wins in the playoffs. That might be the most impressive. You know how hard it is, Raider Nation? Derek Carr's never won a playoff game. He led the team to the playoffs twice. Imagine winning 35 playoff games and what that means. That's mind-blowing. And passing yards in the postseason, 13,400. I mean, 4,000 passing yards in a season is pretty good. How would you like to have 13,400? I thought the most unique Super Bowl was the one with Tampa because he left Tampa. uh, He left uh, New England to go to Tampa, and he delivered. 
and he won there. And that could have happened possibly to Las Vegas in the next two years. The window would have been very short for Tom Brady to get it done. So Tom Brady leaves the game as the greatest of all time. And, and my part podcast partner, Tom Looney, doesn't believe he's the greatest football player of all time. He believes he's the best quarterback of all time. I say no to that. We can judge everything. Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver. Lawrence Taylor is the greatest edge rusher linebacker. The greatest running back's a fun debate. I think it's Jim Brown. Others put Walter Payton in and Barry Sanders, who I hope to talk to from the Super Bowl. Greatest tight end of all time. I think right before our eyes, it's going to be Travis Kelsey easily. Uh, the comparisons to Gronk and Kellen Winslow Jr., Dave Casper, whoever you want to make it out. But when it comes to overall football player, who's the greatest? Well, can you play multiple positions? It's hard to do in the NFL. The quarterback has the ball on every play on offense. I think that Tom Brady walks away from the game today as the greatest football player of all time. Obviously, the greatest quarterback of all time. The greatest winner of all time. That's pretty impressive. And that wouldn't have been bad for me in an opinion for a year in Vegas. Uh, I'm not going to die on that hill, but that sounds pretty responsible and reasonable. That that would have been cool to see if it was going to happen. It might never have happened. Maybe Josh McDaniels and Dave had no interest But we had a lot of fun talking about it on the radio. At least I did. It stirred the pot. I thought it was real. There was a lot of juice to it. And as I got up early this morning, maybe I got a message in my head. Maybe there was something in my mind that said, wake up, something's about to happen. And it wasn't bad news or good news. I don't care. I just want the Raiders to win. I want them to bring in people that are going to help them win football games and bringing Tom Brady into the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center easily would have helped them win. Now they're going to have to find another quarterback or go down the road of Stidham and a young quarterback to develop. Now the front runners as we move on and we pick it up the rest of the week will be Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Lamar Jackson. There's always a wild card player. There's always a wild card. You know, I'm a big Baker guy. Uh Uh-oh, watch out. I'm a big Baker guy. I love, I love me some Baker Mayfield. He's out there. There are some wacky conspiracists that think Carr will come back. Everybody's all over the place. And we'll have fun talking about it on the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio. You want to get in on this and wrap it up? 702-365-9200. It wasn't that big of a roller coaster ride. It could have got a lot bigger after the Super Bowl. Could have got a lot bigger after the Super Bowl if Brady started playing games on Instagram and on his phone. Uh, teasing Raider Nation into his final choices. I'll tell you, I had him worked up in San Francisco this week. My buddies were on the radio up there. We're really pivoting off of Brock Purdy to Tom Brady, but that's dead on arrival up there too. JT, at JT the Brick, if you can't call and you want to get right in on your thoughts on the Brady retirement announcement today and how it affects you as a football fan from entertainment value and most importantly from an historical value. As we're brought to you by the 872 Laborers, Tommy White leads that charge as Vegas is building, building, building. And the 872 Laborers are the union, the heart and soul that builds Vegas quickly, on time, safe, and does it at a professional rate. JT, as we continue on the flagship Raider Nation Radio. A couple games ago, when the dude had a meltdown and 
blaming the refs and I see dudes blaming oh, no linemen hold all the time refs don't call it like I'll never be that guy bro I think that's you know like that is so weak to me like you're gonna get held like I'm I know I get held all the time bro you watch the Rams last drive against us bro I was getting literally tackled but I'm not gonna go and double down and go look like a little crybaby you know what I mean that's not me wow Mad Max how about that that is some great sound no doubt going after Joey Bosa as a crybaby here. That went viral and all of that. So if you want to take a look at that, and Max is viral today on what he said about Joey Bosa, and I'm good with that. When you, when you see what's going to happen with Max, Max can get a little bit loose when he's podcasting with some friends, and that's fantastic. Nothing wrong with that, man. We're all big boys. We can all handle this. Uh, we love Max. We go back with Max from the time he was drafted here, and no one knew who he was. I think I was the first to interview him. And I didn't predict he'd be this player. I had no idea. But uh, we built a good friendship and someone I really am happy for his success, man. I'm serious. I'm so happy for Max. His sobriety, his, you know, everything from his dog to his child to his wife to his family, his mom. And just to watch him develop into the perfect Raider. Perfect Raider, Max Crosby. It's exactly what you want. Give credit to the former regime for drafting him, seeing something in him. And he's delivered beyond expectations. Now he's at a point, Mad Max Crosby, where he could be considered an all-time great in Raider history. Okay, he is on the path, Max Crosby, early in his career for a gold jacket if he plays another eight or nine years like this. It's remarkable. We said the same thing about Chandler Jones. Just because Chandler Jones didn't have a perfect season here last year, I didn't think he played up to his expectations. But the thing about Chandler Jones is he's in the midst of a Hall of Fame career. And he might need a bounce-back season to get into Canton, Ohio, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame because he's going to have the numbers. The sacks and the tackles and all that are trending towards the Hall of Fame, but the voters might say, you know, he went to Vegas and he kind of disappeared or he didn't play at the level we thought he should have played at. I thought he was starting to find his second win. That's another thing we nailed on this show. I use the analogy often with Chandler Jones like a boxer. I saw it throughout Canelo's career in Triple G. And De La Hoya, especially De La Hoya, one of the best. Oscar De La Hoya was a legendary boxer. And in some of his fights, especially at the end of his career, the first three or four rounds, he didn't have his legs. And it's called in boxing activation. His legs didn't activate. Then he'd get to the sixth or seventh round, and then Oscar would be, his legs would get there. You know, the legs would get there and be underneath him, and he'd finish someone off. I, I think Chandler Jones was a guy, as the later part of the season went on, he played much better. Now, because the Raiders didn't make the playoffs, he's going to have a long offseason, hopefully of some rest and some training, and he can come back and play at a, a very high level. One other big topic I want to get to here before we wrap up the show. Tua has finally been cleared. If you believe in conspiracy theories, and I don't, this is a good one to believe in. Why has Tua been cleared today? Anybody want to talk about this topic ESPN reporting Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa has cleared the concussion protocol. Tua was diagnosed with the second concussion of the season after hitting his head during the Dolphins' loss to the Packers on Christmas Day. He was named the first alternate to the Pro Bowl. People forget Derek Carr is now a Pro Bowler because Tua was concussed. If Tua's not concussed, they're not picking Derek Carr. Tua's going to have one of those positions. Trevor Lawrence is going to have another one. And Tua is the first alternate to the Pro Bowl, but he's not going to attend because he just cleared protocol. Now, if he cleared protocol, why can't he play in a flag football game? Anybody? 
Anybody want to answer that? He can't play flag football? He's, and that, this is important to me because he's in his third year, and I don't know if they did him right or if they did him dirty. I don't know. I don't know if they did him right or dirty because I'm sensing, and it's just my opinion, don't, it's my opinion that Tua was probably ready to play football around the playoffs in the league, and the Dolphins were like, no chance. No chance are we going to let him play and get injured again and, and deal with this bad PR and this backlash. So that wasn't going to happen. So I just thought it was very bizarre as we're getting ready. We're getting ready for this Pro Bowl coming up, this flag football contest that Tua was cleared today. Hey, Bobby, play the LeBron. I want to get to LeBron last night. I lost my mind. I'm a big Knicks fan. Knicks had an opportunity to win. And regulation at Madison Square Garden. And they give the ball to Julius Randle with 3.9 seconds to go, and he couldn't score. He didn't get a shot off. And I was almost throwing stuff at my television. I was on the air when it happened. And then LeBron at Madison Square Garden in overtime makes this bucket to end it. Cat Mouse right now is Dennis. With Brunson right on him. They're playing it out, obviously. Here comes LeBron all the way to score. Lakers are going to win it. So the Lakers get it done. That's Lakers television on the call. The reason I bring this up is LeBron James about to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. He did not play the night before across the bridge in Brooklyn. I mean, you could walk from Madison Square Garden to Brooklyn's Barclays if you want to walk, get a good workout in. And LeBron and Anthony Davis took off the night before to a sold-out house. So there was no LeBron James, Anthony Davis, or Kevin Durant. LeBron wasn't injured. He played 24 hours later at the Garden in New York City and had a big game. He load-managed. They said it was soreness. They were full of crap. So the NBA's got a big problem here. So LeBron James is going to break Kareem's record. That's going to be a big storyline for us, even at the Super Bowl. We're not going to do a lot of it, but as he gets closer to that record, the Lakers are trying to make sure he does that at home. They don't want him to do it at Oklahoma City. So if LeBron has a big game, they might shut him down another game. They want to get him to break this record at home. Also, the Wizards-Pistons game was postponed due to an ice storm, and there's a lot of problems with ice as we see right now. Uh, all over the country there's some really some bad weather you know a couple of years ago too long of a story to tell here in the final few minutes but when Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl in Dallas I went to that Super Bowl and I was doing a big remote it was kind of a fun story huge remote in Dallas at the world's largest Hooters and beforehand I flew in not to Dallas we were going to fly into Dallas nonstop, and there was so much snow in Dallas for the Super Bowl the week before that we landed in San Antonio. It's the first, one of the few times in my life that the plane got diverted because there was black ice at Love Field in Dallas. So we landed in San Antonio, and I had to do my show that night. And I did it, and my good friend, Rob Ortega, Rob O, who passed away since, he called me the next day, and he says, JT, how are you going to get to Dallas for the Super Bowl to do your remote? And I said, I don't know. All the flights are canceled. And he said, I'm going to bring my limo service out to Dallas, make a couple extra bucks for the Super Bowl, I'll drive you in his stretch limousine. So I sat up front with him. I didn't sit in the back by myself. This guy's my friend. And he drove me from San Antonio to Dallas for that Super Bowl. And we were about 20 miles outside of Dallas. And we were, I was looking out in front, and the, the, you could see the Metroplex of Dallas, all their big buildings, their skyscrapers. And we're in this limo, and we're going probably about 50 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, the limo helicopters. It just starts spinning around. I'll never forget. I thought I was going to die. The limo just started spinning. And think of how long the limo is. We're in the front seat, Rob and I. 
and it just spins, and it probably did two helicopters, and it went off in a ditch. I said, oh, my God. It was black ice. Never had, never seen, never, you couldn't see it. You didn't know there was black ice. Never heard of it until that day. I was watching the news this morning, and this black ice is all over Dallas again. Can you imagine if the Super Bowl was in Dallas again this year? They'd be dealing, they're getting snow. Roads are shut down for black ice. And the hook to that story is we won't have to deal with that in Vegas next year. We'll have perfect roads. Dropicana will be over. You liking the Dropicana, everybody? I'm heading to Virgin Hotels tonight for a meeting at 5.30. I will avoid Dropicana. I can promise you that. Thanks to Bobby for putting the show together. Vinny Bonsignor, Brandon Cristal, who joined us from KOA in Denver. And we can put Tom Brady to bed. You'll hear more about Tom Brady, but most of it dies today. So Raider Nation will move on from the matinee idol Tom Brady. He will not be a Raider, and we'll try to figure out who will be the next quarterback. Thanks for listening today. We really appreciate it. Uh, Next week this time, we're in Phoenix at the Convention Center for the Super Bowl Radio Row. Have a great rest of the day.